What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols podcast sponsored by our Roughneck Scarves. This is Liz, and with me tonight is Josh, Abby, and Mike for a very special supporters edition of the show. We'll talk about how we fell in love with soccer, what we want to see next year, and so much more. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Out to the middle, back to All right, so Mike took the day off. I took over. We don't have a lot of announcements, so we're just going to do a weird supporter show. This could be like an hour and a half. I promise it won't be an hour and a half. Or it could be like 30 minutes. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, so first, I want to introduce everyone on the show. Everyone knows Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Yeah, you're clever. Yeah, I had to do that. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> and then we have Mike Shoemaker. Most people know him as Shoes. Say hi, Shoes. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know who Mike is. It's, it's weird. I kept on getting confused. She would say Mike's going to be on the show. I'm like, I thought Mike isn't going to be on the show. Like, <laughs> oh, not Sparks. Shoe. I'm like, oh, just say Shoe. Whatever, Hello, guys. everyone. I'm Shoe. Or Shoes or very many variations of. Cobbler. <laughs> and then um, I have asked Abby to be on the show with me as another point of sanity. Because as you can see, these two boys are going to be a handful. Abby, can you say Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. Um, you might not know who I am, but hopefully we will meet soon. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple of things to go through and we'll just we'll see what happens. Um, so I wanted to start off with um, how are you guys making it through the off season? I'm having a really hard time. There's plenty of EPL to watch, which is great, but it just is not the same. I am very frustrated. All I think about is what I could do for tailgate, and <laughs> right now I'm baking hundreds of cookies to cope. Um, Shu, what are you doing to to take through the season? Um, well, I mean, I wanted to take this off season honestly, and and do a lot for the army. Uh, I felt last year we had you know a, a few things that that. I don't know if necessarily fell to the wayside or I think a lot of us got preoccupied with the team doing so well that we just kind of, you know, lost, lost ourselves in the glory of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know, I know merch was a big thing this off season. So, so kind of working with that and, and, and working with uh, our other board members on getting that set up Um I also, we have the holiday party that just mm -hmm. happened. Um, so, you know, getting that squared away and, and, and that always is always a nice break in the middle of the off season. And as well as we have our AGM coming up. So there's always some work we got to do with that. Uh, and, and like you said, the EPL is there, but it's not the same. You know, you just don't get, you, you know, to, to slightly agree with Josh's crazy opinion you know you don't get the same from not being at the games <laughs> and uh i think most yeah. people have forgotten about that so don't don't bring that up yep. no one knows about that opinion anymore <laughs> it's a long valid. forgotten don't uh, battle josh. that we've had josh so. i will always have that problem with you and you know that <laughs> but i love you anyway um other than that i i know those who do know me know i have a crazy busy schedule uh, so <laughs> I'm usually nonstop no matter what time of the year it is. So that always, you know, definitely helps, but it, the itch is there, you know, this off season's worse than most because it actually might be the worst of them all. We just got done with an incredible season 
we actually have a coaching staff that's sticking around. You know, <laughs> we have a we we have players that are coming back. I mean, most of the team's going to be here. It's 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 just weird, and it just makes it all the worse to try and uh, try and cope with with these few months off. But hey, you know, shorter season. We probably only have like a month left or so until the team probably starts doing things knowing Lily. So who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Start showing up in like the snow to watch them practice because that's, that's what you do. Hey, that's, that's, that's life. That's what, that's what you, you got to do. You got to do. You got to do exactly. Do. All right, Abby, what, what are you doing to survive this? What, what makes your day pass in a reasonable manner? Um, well, the very first thing at the end of the season was, we started putting all of the money we're not spending on dollar beers towards saving for a house, which, Ooh. believe it or not, is a lot of money <laughs> that we're saving this off season. Um, I also just have kind of thrown myself into like other things. Like I um, am on the Young Professional Board for the Literacy Pittsburgh, so I've been doing a lot of volunteering for, through them for the holidays. Um, I also work with high schoolers, so I am counting down to winter break like nothing <laughs> else. Um, and so if I can make it through to winter break. And then I think that the first couple of months of the new year will go quickly. Yeah, I agree. The, the new year definitely goes really fast. They start announcing the team and you make speculations and then you go watch them and we figure out when the first game is and are like, all right, how much snow gear do I need for a game? That's what the second weekend in March. Right. The answer is probably a lot of snow gear, right? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Oh God. All right, so we're going to move on to how did you become a supporter of the Riverhounds? And I'm going to start with Josh, because I think we've heard your story, so people can just doze for a little bit and then uh, be ready for everybody else. see how it is. I see how it is. Yeah. And by the way, I'm preparing for the art, splitting the off-season. Oh, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Okay. Um, no, no, go ahead. Skip. Okay, no, how are fine. you surviving, Dave? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm mostly eating all your cookies. Oh. So that's yeah. that's that's that. Um, but, but no, uh for how I became a supporter of the Riverhounds was actually hearing about Highmark Stadium being built. Um, I knew of the Riverhounds. I had watched some games on uh, their streaming service back in the day for USL Pro. And after finding out about that, uh, the stadium being built, I was like, oh, they're not going to be in a high school anymore. This is feels more professional. So I uh, kind of did all my research and found out about the Steel Army and just actually the first AGM. Uh, it was at Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, went there and talked to all the the supporters and a lot of new faces were there. Apparently, uh, they were all new to me, but uh, talking to the new guys and kind of just entrenched myself into the whole thing. Just dived in, and I followed you. I like <laughs> soccer, but really, I was like, okay, okay, this is what we're doing, and so I followed you. My story is very boring. Um, I'm gonna go back to Abby. What's your story? How did you start uh, with the Riverhounds? Well. So I had never really paid much attention to soccer before I met my husband, Don, who some of you know. Um, I kind of had a slow start. He still makes fun of me about how long it took for me to understand what offside means. Um, it took me like <laughs> it took me like months to wrap my head around it. Um, but after like a year or so of like tagging along the games and occasionally like getting up early on Saturdays, which I do not do anymore, um, or like going to Piper's, um, suddenly all other sports just started to seem so slow to me. Like, yeah. I was never really a fan of American football to begin with, but I still found it fun to watch. 
until I started to like understand and appreciate soccer. And then American football games became agonizing to me. Like this is so boring. Why am I watching this? Um, no one's like moving quickly. We pause every five seconds. Like it takes, you know, four hours to do like an hour of play. Like it's just crazy. Um, so pretty much right after Don and I moved to Pittsburgh in 2013, we started attending Riverhounds games like pretty regularly. Um, but it took us until this past season to take the plunge and become uh, season ticket holders. And um, it was a great idea, totally worth it. Obviously, we were welcomed with open arms by the SEAL Army, which was really exciting for us. Um, so I guess really to make a long story short, I started out trying to care about soccer for a dude that I liked. And then I actually started to care about <laughs> soccer and also married the dude. So it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. I mean, yeah. I think that I got into soccer really heavily because Josh is well, I mean, I'd watch with some of my other friends, but if Josh didn't go to every game, I would never have started to going to every game. And now I go to stuff without him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need him there. Right. I, I feel like I'm starting to understand things. So that's nice. You understood offside way sooner than I did. It took me <laughs> a really, really long time. And it's still like, I don't, I won't notice it. Like someone has to tell me that was offside. And I'll look and I'm like, oh yeah, the replay, I believe you. Or, sense, yeah. or I disagree. <laughs> like, I'll never notice it. Um, yeah. Mike, what got you into the River Hounds? Who's Who's Mike? Oh my God! This is weird. Come on, De- dear Mister Cobbler. Why do you <laughs> yes, like the River Hounds? <laughs> no, the Cobbler is not sticking. It is. Um, so- soccer. My my family's an American football family, so soccer, you know, never was a thing. Not even hockey, surprisingly. Um, so until I moved from you know an hour and a half east of here, um. I didn't really have any other connection to sports. So my friends, you know, were all into hockey. And then I got a new group of friends that were all into uh, the Premier League, which turned into me, you know, becoming a fan of Tottenham. Um, just because I wanted to be different, all of my friends liked other teams and they all tried to court me to their teams. And uh, I was like, now nah, I'm going to rebel against all of you and just go with a team that nobody, none of you likes. So. Uh, one of, one of those, uh, friends who is a former now still army member, um, he decided to buy season tickets the first year at Highmark. And he said, Hey guys, just letting you know, I bought two season tickets. Um, the Riverhounds built this new stadium in Highmark. And I think it's going to be pretty fun, you know? So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you the first game. I'll give it a shot. Went to the first game. We immediately went to the, you know, the Steel Army tailgate. At then it was in Station Square. You know, we did our much hated march through the middle of Station <laughs> Square. <laughs> so much hate for that march. Oh man, the looks we got and the the anger that that created was was pretty incredible. And uh, honestly, the first game I was hooked. Um, I loved being part of the army, uh, chanting, screaming. You know, it, it 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 felt different than any other sporting event I've been a part of. You know, you just don't get that any at, at anything else, you know, like you do with soccer. So that first game I was hooked in, I ended up buying. I just said, hey, you know, this was fun. Can I just buy the entire rest of the season from you right now? And he goes, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally just bought the entire rest of the season from him. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the rest is history. We just, the Steel Army was super welcoming, and we still are. 
So, you know, <laughs> come on, uh, come hang out. I can uh, still very welcoming. Right. Exactly. We, we, you know, it, it's, it's a fun time and, and it, it's an atmosphere you, you can't replicate anywhere else. So, you know, it just, you just get hooked. Just try one game. You'll get hooked. Promise. <laughs> look at you soliciting new fans. We got hey, like a giant, do. giant section to fill now. So we definitely yeah. need to start soliciting. Yeah, we, we've fans. got a lot more room to, to try and fill up. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we made a we made a good run of it, and um, I think we'll get some of the people that came to the playoff game. So, uh, I don't. Yeah, I definitely think our section is is growing and changing a lot, and like for the better. Do you know what I mean? Like we never had to think about both what the Steel Army was doing and what the team was doing. It was like, oh, we'll focus on one or the other. It's like now you got to bring these two things together. And oh yeah, there's all these new people that you suddenly don't know, which is is weird for me being there since Highmark started because you know for the longest time i was like oh yeah i know these people i don't know a lot of your names and i apologize because i'm really bad at that but i can talk to you about what your job is or if you have kids like i know those types of things and now i'm like i don't know any of these people and they're like oh i've come to every game this season i was like okay terrible person <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bitter big, bigger section than it used to be and that's that's what's great i i uh, can't remember who it was but one of the original steel army members would say that he would know that this has become a big thing once he stopped knowing people's names when he would go to the games. Because for the longest time it was, you met the group of, of supporters and then mm-hmm. that was it. Like, okay, I know all these people. So, yeah, it, we're, we're finally getting to that moment. And it's kind of like on the cusp as really it feels like uh, going to something else. Um, and so a nice segue from that is what um, Atlanta has done and watching the MLS final at the holiday party. So, like, that was a really great thing to watch. And, like, what, 73, over 73,000 people? Something like that, like, yeah. It's just a huge number. And, like, reporters were like, everyone was standing. It wasn't the supporters standing. It was the entire stadium standing for this game. Um, and in the midst of it, we were having drinks and food and, and having a really great time at the holiday party. Um, seeing everybody... And again, like I didn't know it wasn't a huge group, like it wasn't hundreds of people at the holiday mm-hmm. party, but I still didn't know everybody's name. And we still had new people show up. They're like, oh, yeah, my friend said that this was going on. And so I wanted to come. Um, so, Abby, what was your big takeaway from the holiday party? Like either just how we like to party or <laughs> how much you missed it or, you know, what you want to see based on um, the playoff game? Yeah. So a little bit of both. For My first question is. In terms of takeaways, does the giant plate of mac and cheese that Maria made me take home count? Because <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was by far my favorite takeaway. Um, but <laughs> seriously, though, like as a new Steel Army member, I really like the opportunity to stay connected with everyone in the offseason um, and see that, like, in addition to being a club of soccer fans, it's actually like a real community with people like from all types of backgrounds who genuinely enjoy hanging out with each other. Um which I thought was really neat. And like, I got to meet new people and I, I was kind of, I know like toward the beginning of this year, I was one of those like new faces in the crowd, you know, um, Don and I both were. And so, um, you know, we, we really kind of tried to just like get to know people well, because we recognized really early, like this is a community that we want to be a part of. Like this is a really fun, welcoming, um, like just really positive community. And so that was something that was really cool to see happening even in the off season, like people just like being excited to see each other when they hadn't seen each other since the playoff game and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I definitely got multiple text messages, and they're like, thank goodness the party is tonight. I just <laughs> need to see everybody. I miss it. Yeah. Josh, did you have some good takeaways besides the food? Yeah, I, luckily, we we uh, I had my fill of food while I was there, and uh, most of the food was gone before we left, which is good. <laughs> so we don't have a Agreed. house full of mac and cheese, because I would eat it all. Um but, it's uh, all at my house if you want any. We <laughs> took it all to my house. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> it was great. It was really good food. Uh, it was mostly just the holiday party is always nice because it's a chance to kind of like once you've gone through the final or for us, uh, the playoffs, uh, the end of the season, and you kind of have that break from the Steel Army, uh, from the, the mayhem that is soccer, uh, local soccer. It's nice to kind of get back together and just touch base with everyone and and just hang out again because you, you don't realize how uh, that last game, it's kind of easy to forget. Like, oh, well, I'm not doing this every other weekend now. Like, it, it just, it it's a shock usually. Uh, but at the end of the season, you're like, okay, well, now what? <laughs> so it's nice to have that moment. Like, okay, I can get a, a taste of it again of just hanging out with everyone and seeing people that you've been seeing for months and months and months every other week, sometimes every week because of watch parties. Yeah, and catching up with them too. I think that was like a big thing for me is like, I've gotten really involved in some of these people's lives, seeing them every week or every other week. Like you ask a lot of questions about new houses or new kids <laughs> or new pets or new cars. And it's just like, Oh my God, it's been a month. I don't know what's happening. Like, how do you like the car? All of those things. Um, Shu, I know that you also um, enjoyed some of the food. Uh, what were your takeaways from our party? I did enjoy the food and I did have two plates full of food to take home. Maria, uh, Maria, very good kid yes. of us. <laughs> yeah, as as always, as always. Between between you and her, you know, we're always pretty taken care of on, on game days and parties and and whatnot. So uh, be again beyond the food, um yeah, I, I I still also have trouble with names. I know there were several times when I walked over to uh to other members and being like, Hey, who, who's that, that I just, I just signed up for a, a membership. You know, I, I don't, I can't remember names. So, I mean, that's always a good thing. Uh, the big thing was we, we had, a, we have a lot of hype right now. Um, and you can still feel that at the party. Uh, you know, we had, I honestly can't remember something like 15 to 20 people sign up for memberships for next year. And I think we're over 30 already. And uh, I know in prior years, I don't think we've ever opened up memberships this early. So to have 30 and we haven't even hit, you know, 2019 yet is is nice. And the better part of that, I think, is that five of the 30 are completely new people that have not been members before. Uh, four, four of which were at the party, too. So, you know... A lot, a lot of them uh, were definitely people that came around like mid to end of season, that that started coming to every game, and I th- I think that's that's huge, and hopefully a, a trend we see carrying on through the beginning of the season. So that that's my big takeaway is you know I I really enjoyed working the merch for some reason I don't know why, um, it was fun, <laughs> and uh, you know I I think for someone who has a bad memory like myself and, you know, I had trouble with people's names, getting to see people that way and getting to, you know, take care of them and, and 
figure out who they are, you know, you get a better feel for, for how, how, how the membership is looking and how the, you know, how excited people are and, and their, their mood towards it all. So that, that's, that was my takeaway from it. Yeah. One of the things I like about working the, the merch or, or like uh, during game day uh, for the tailgate, uh, handing out food, uh, working the grill is it's kind of like a way that you get to interact with everyone there without having to like seek it out. <laughs> so, so people are coming up to you to talk. And so it, it's really cool to, I don't know, have one of those positions, help out with one of those positions and actually just get a chance to just like kind of just meet everyone. Um, without it being awkward because there's, you know, a transaction involved of some sort or, or handing off of food. So I love that. So I think there were two milestones for memberships this year. One, it's the first year that a regular person and not a board member stole the first membership of the year, <laughs> which was very impressive. It was like up for three seconds and someone was like, oh, I refresh this site constantly, apparently, and they got a membership. Good so I thought that. that was really cool. It's good dedication. And- and then someone from Scotland got a membership, which yeah, is yeah. delightfully random. <laughs> Shu, I think you had uh, a follow-up uh, to this. Yeah, I, I believe we we put the the merch, the new merch, and the pre-orders up on our website. Uh, it might have been there no more than half an hour. Yeah, and we I I got a, an email notification on my phone. I was like, why, why am I getting an email from, you know, from the steel army and you know, a merch order. And it's like one of everything, including a membership. And I'm like, I, I actually didn't even know the stuff had been put up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we had talked about it and yeah. you know, our other member had just was like, okay, I'm going to put it up now. We hadn't even made an announcement. There was nothing. It yeah. was just like he just went on and thought, hey, maybe there's something there I didn't see and lucked out. And now it's all his. And now he has one of everything. Awesome. <laughs> and now he's the first of everything for this year. <laughs> all right. So from the really high, I'm going to a low for me. And I haven't got to talk about this. And that's why I'm bringing it up now, even though it's not like really new news. But this whole Francois thing has me so distraught. I just can't. I don't know what to do with myself. First, he was gone and I cried a little. And then we was back and I was like, oh, I don't like maybe he was just tricking us. And now he's gone, gone. (laughs) He signed three years and he's gone. And I just it's really emotional for me, guys. Can someone talk me through it? Can anyone talk me through a shoe? Like, how do I survive this? I'm a huge uh, hockey fan. So I see my players go everywhere. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> being, I mean, being, being, no, I'm just saying being, being a fan of a specific player is really hard. Um, it doesn't seem to happen with, with soccer as much, but, uh, you know, I, I've learned to cope. You, you just, if you really care, you just got to keep following them. It's unfortunate, but you got to do it. And it helps. It helps. You know, he's in, he's look at it this way. He's still in the league. And you he, still he, get a chance to see him. I Unfortunately, guess. that's probably bad for our team <laughs> at times. <laughs> However, you know, because that's that's a big Pittsburgh thing. If you get rid of a player, that player is definitely 100% going to make you pay for it in some way or another. <laughs> he could what? score no goals the entire season, 
but he will score 15 against us somehow. It's just how it works. That wasn't, that wasn't helpful, Abby. Can, can you help me? Are you also commiserating? Did you follow it at all? Yeah, so, like, even part, partway through the season, like, I probably didn't really know much about him that I couldn't read on Wikipedia. And so, like, you know, um, I did know he was very fast. Like, that was something we talked about all the time. He's so fast. Um, and so... The, our first, like, the first reaction in our house was like, oh, crap, that exactly it. Like, he's going to make us pay for this. He's going to go be really fast somewhere else. Um, but, you know, I was, I was kind of, like, looking at his stats, and I know he played, like, nearly every game, and he scored mm-hmm. four goals, which is, like, not nothing, but, like, probably could have been more also. And so, um, you know, after we got over the initial shock of, like, oh, no, he's going to go be fast somewhere else, um, you know, I became kind of hopeful that maybe we can um, – find someone who is really okay I know this is extra hopeful but someone who is just as fast and also (laughs) maybe will score a little more so um I have taken the roller coaster from um shock and dismay to hopeful for the future all right I'm I'm a little bit better Josh did that help (laughs) I mean it did it helped it helped more than shoe that's for sure Um, I never help you you should know that yeah accurate Josh what do you got (laughs) I mean, I always feel like when it comes to players leaving and going to different teams, it's kind of, in a way, a great way for for me as a fan to learn more about the league because I I feel like I have more connections than to other teams and more understanding of the teams. Uh, For example, when um, Angulo, I I didn't really know anything about NESL, but then Angulo left and then he ended up um, on NCL's side um, and like be able to watch him there and kind of get a better understanding of that league or when Robbie Vincent went to uh, DC United I had no interest in DC United at all but it really made me pay attention to that team more than I ever had before and kind of understand the culture there and what he was he was able to bring there um, so yeah it sucks that I, I don't get to watch him at home but I also kind of feel like it's fun to watch these players grow their careers and go to places and see what happens with them. Um, and you never know, it might be a, a Zach Steffen type of situation where you, you eventually see him on a huge stage and you're like, heck yeah, I remember when I watched him <laughs> play for the Hounds. You know, that's so cool. So that's like the best wish I have for any player is to to make it huge. That way I can kind of like point to them and be like, yeah, watch that guy way back when. Uh, all right, I guess. So... I can root for him as long as it's not detrimental to the Hounds. Yes, yeah. You are allowed to be a fan of Ottawa until they play us. Okay. <laughs> or be... if they get above us in the standings, then I would also kind of judge you there, too. <laughs> he may be the first player. So usually, like, um, on Twitter, I'll just follow the team, like, the people who are actually on the roster. And then once you leave, like, I get rid of you because it's just a lot to follow. And I like to actually, you know, keep track of stuff. He may be the first person I keep. He doesn't post a lot of stuff, but like I just he's he's very positive and I whoa, like whoa, whoa. him. You don't you don't follow Robbie Vincent anymore? Uh no. You don't Question follow mark? wait, you wait, don't, you don't I, follow again? Danny Earls? You don't follow Danny Earls? Oh uh, he but he didn't go to somewhere else soccer. All he right, did, fair he enough. started doing art. <laughs> so I kept thought see, it's very selective. Alright. It's a special it's a special Twitter sphere to be on. Um, moving on before I get too many questions and it shows how really inconsistent I am. <laughs> um, so the Hounds had open tryouts in the freezing cold. I'm sure everyone just loved that. Um, what do we hope that they saw during tryouts? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want them to have most of the roster or 
I'm not sure where I want them to be after trials. Like I want them to see some of the things that obviously they have holes to fill because they are very selective about who they brought back, even though they, you know, we have a chunk of people coming back, but it's definitely not the whole team. So I hope they started to see where some different play styles could fit into to our team and, and make us better. But I'm not sure that I actually wanted them to find more than like maybe one or two people. Cause I want them to keep, to keep hunting. Like I just want to grow and, and be so much better. Like this year was amazing. And I just want to see, see that increase. Um, Abby, what do you, what do you hope that they saw during tryouts? Um, so my first thought was a young Kevin Kerr would be great. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like a, a strong midfielder who can distribute the ball would be something that, you know, I feel like would just yes. be nice to have um, a little more strength in and um, a, a little bit, I mean, a little bit more depth to the roster. I, like, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I thought Holland was a pretty good sub. And uh, like, I, I think we need to pick up a few more of those who, you know, could be a good pair of fresh legs and, you know, get in there to um, keep the pace up. So. Yeah, finding a couple of, couple of like super subs, like one or two wouldn't be the worst things because uh, we don't. We don't always do the full three subs. I like we rotate the roster a little bit, but yeah, you're right. A couple of super subs would be really nice just to know that they make this this huge impact, and the other teams have to scramble when they come on the field. That that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Shu, totally. um, what do what do you want them to find, or what do you hope they started to see during open tryouts? Um, I I think we lost honestly our two fastest players. Um, between uh, Francois and Parks. Um, I understand. Uh, I don't understand Francois yet. I'm, I'm on your boat. He may not have been like a favorite <laughs> player of mine, but I'm still just really confused. Um, and, and, you know, Par- Parks definitely was, you know, an, an underperformer from what, you know, we had hoped or expected. Um, but, you know that's that's a lot of speed that's gone now and and i really hope that that's something they can find this off season and 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 just another consistent score uh you know nico can't do everything yeah. um and he kind of did you know as far as scoring goes we did have um we we did see you know for forbes and and daba really came into their own uh, i i feel more at the end of the season um, you know, For- Forbes really, really, really became a huge force at the end, and he he started putting the ball where it needed to be. But we we just need someone else that we can trust up front. Uh, you know, whether it's with Nico or you know, give Nico a break or you know, try something different out. You know, maybe some speed on the wings like Francois was. You know, something that can play up forward if need be on an attack. That that's that's where I I feel we need we we lost at least and and that we can be better at is, is just scoring. Do you think that maybe pushing Forbes to be more of an attacking midfielder and maybe filling in behind him would work, or do you think he he stays in the middle? That that's that's tough. I I don't think we we saw enough from Forbes in an attacking mindset to really mm-hmm. see how he could withstand that, you know, pushing for that for a whole season. And, and I don't want to take, I don't, I, you know, I don't know his comfort zones. I don't want to take him out of a comfort zone to, you know, if, if, if he, 
started finding his his play at the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know, and and I completely agree with the depth. Um, I know going to preseason games and and kind of all of us doing our analysis. <laughs> It was different this year again because you know we we had something really to look forward to, and we also didn't know what we were getting into, so we got to see a lot of different things. And you know we had an idea about a lot of players, and I don't think a lot of them like just turned out the way we had hoped. So I I, I think seeing some better depth uh, would definitely be helpful for sure. Uh, you know I think the defense is probably the the only thing. That you know, you feel relatively confident about, right? Right. We they kept they at least for now they kept uh, you know pretty solid players, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's the one the one part I don't necessarily. Yeah, obviously we need the depth because we don't have a full roster, but I, I I think that's the one part I feel great about, and obviously the results show that the defense was pretty good the whole season, so. Consistent attacking, I think, is is the big thing that I hope they can find, whether it be through tryouts or, you know, free agency. I don't remember how tryouts even went last year, so yeah, I don't know. I can't remember how many they signed out of tryouts and, and what the process was. Again, I wasn't fully invested because <laughs> right. we were used to the same old, the same old stuff where it's like, oh, you know are we, you know, going to stick it with this coach? Are we going to, you know, try and keep consistent, you know, how many players are even going to be here? So it's, it's a good problem to have. And, and, and I really, I, I'm looking forward to some of the off season actually. So the rest of it really. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Josh, what do you, what do you think that they should focus on or should have focused on during this and tried to look for and start? Yeah, open tryouts are a weird thing. I mean, open tryouts are usually people coming in trying to get in front of the coaches, coaching staff to to make an impression, and they're they're people that they the coaching staff didn't seek out. It's people. I think it's like a. I don't know how much the charge was this year. I know in previous years, like a two hundred dollar charge to come play, um, and you could end up becoming something. So I, I always kind of don't expect much out of open tryouts. Uh, it's very rare. I feel like that we actually find someone a diamond in the rough kind of situation. Um, I, I'm more curious with, with the way that Lily knows this league and knows the players and all that kind of stuff. See who he is making calls with who, who he's trying to get. Um, Cause I feel like he knows what he wants and he knows where those people are, uh, where those players can be found. So I would expect a lot from the open playoffs. I'm, I'm not, I just don't have high hopes, but I would love to find depth. Uh, that that's the big thing. I don't expect anyone to be a starter from these open play or tryouts, but I, would, I do expect maybe that they might be able to find some people who would be, you know, the second or the third string person mm-hmm. that you would call in. All right, so we're we're gonna wrap up with um, what we all thought of the MLS final. I personally was rooting for Atlanta because I love what they've done with their culture there. I love what they've done with like their supporters groups and the mini fields with the DJs and all of uh, their futsal or whatever their tea stations or whatever they call them there. Their subways, like I think it's really interesting and cool, and um, I think that they're really pushing and I read an article today about it that they're really pushing other MLS uh ownership to 
make new stadiums, to uh, to support their supporters, to try and say, listen, if it's not succeeding there, maybe you're doing it wrong. This isn't the same as every other sport. There are other things involved, and like you've got to be a responsible owner. And they're asking for a lot of that, and I think that's a big deal. Um, I also heard that they were part of the group that talked to the owners of the Browns and said you know, <laughs> you should get involved with the Columbus crew. They shouldn't move. And this is a good move for you. So um, I'm really happy that they won. I'm really happy with the turnout. I think the little girl who sang the national anthem is adorable. And she's got the hand movement sound. She's got a big future in front of her. I'm sure of it. Um, Josh, how was the MLS final for you? How much did you pay attention to? Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of a weird one for me because I didn't hate either team. Which is not normally I have a vested interest in one team over the other one a lot uh, more, uh, but in this one it, I kind of like both teams are there are really nice stories. I mean the the Timbers Army and and everything the Timbers do the organization does I I have a lot of respect for that organization as well. I always felt like they're kind of like they're a smaller market and they make huge differences and they they bring huge crowds so uh, nothing but respect for them um and then atlanta is just seeing them come out of nowhere and what what can be possible in a a a city that has no connection to soccer professionally in its history like recently or uh it, at least no notable ones that people would point to so seeing what they are able to do um i mean I was a little bit more towards Portland just because of the fact that I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because supporting an old guard guard uh, team makes me, anyone who has more history is the one I'm, I'm rooting for. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and, and seeing what happened with Columbus and, and just wanting the league to respect roots. I know Portland's not an old, old team, but they were the older team in the group. <laughs> is this so. going to be another one of your weird rules? Nope, you, you, no rules. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This isn't a uh, maximum or anything like that. It's just, you know, in this situation. <laughs> you don't want more people to fight you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shoo, how was the MLS final for you? I, I mean, to be completely honest, I was a, I was a little tied up in doing the merch. <laughs> Um, you were invested in learning people's names. <laughs> I, wa- I was. I really was. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of ties to the game. So, you know, uh, obviously that makes it a little difficult for me to, you know, 100% focus on it. Also, I'm a Sounders fan. So everything Portland is basically the worst. <laughs> oh, hi. Also, the friends that I have or acquaintances uh that do support the timbers are also the worst so (laughs) so yeah was i rooting for the timbers absolutely not because i know what that meant for me and that meant you know another off season of just being having it rubbed in my face basically (laughs) so um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) among others Um, so, you know, but, but I do, again, as a Sounders fan, I do see a lot of, of, of Timbers games because, you know, we play them how, how often and it's, it, you've got to respect what they do. The Timbers army is insane. They, their travel, like their traveling fan base is, is nuts. I, I mean, I don't follow enough MLS teams to know, 
you know how the well they travel but i i wouldn't be surprised if if portland doesn't have one of the best traveling groups in in the entire league um you know it's it's awesome to see what they've done in portland i mean it's it's just a great atmosphere and i i would love to one day go out there and, and experience it you know I might not wear my Sounders stuff to the game because that might not be <laughs> the best bet. option. Yeah, safe bet. But um, but then on the on the other side of the coin, man, Atlanta this year has just done absolutely incredible stuff. That you know, like it, like you guys were talking about, everything they've done, you know, for the league as as another team in the MLS, you basically look at it and be like, okay, how do, how do we step up our game now? How do we make ourselves better? You know, there's, there's very few teams that can even come close to what, what they've done as, as a, you know, as a fan base and as a team itself. So, you know, it's, it's always hard actually rooting for a team that's just like new, you know, (laughs) you know, it it, was easy. Well, in in my opinion, it's, it's it's like you look at you know like Vegas and hockey you know what they did last year it's it's just you respect it but at the same time it's like man they're new they don't even know heartache <laughs> <laughs> they had no pain in getting to this point it's 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 it's, it's tough watching it from that regard but you know I'm I'm happy for them it, it's a it's a really cool thing that they they were able to pull this off they had such a dominating season both in the league and, and as a fan base at, you know, making everyone look up to them. So, so it's, it was good. It was good for the league. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely puts them uh, in a, in a bigger spotlight when, you know, they're constantly growing. So hopefully it just does better for American soccer. That's, I like it. Yeah. Abby, I know that I uh, took up a lot of your time. We talked about some very, very random topic, including the Salem witch trials. Guys, seriously, show up to a, a holiday party. We have good conversation. Yeah. I um, learned a lot. <laughs> I apparently missed out at the merch yeah. table. Man, I need to be Jeez. at that side of the bar. <laughs> We're interesting people. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you watch much of the final? Did you? Were you rooting for one side or the other? Um, so I spent most of the party talking, like you said. I had to get most of the highlights later. Um, I mean, I was I as a newer soccer fan, I was excited for Atlanta. I really wanted to see them do well. And I mean, the city has just like you said, they've been doing so many things, and the city has just rallied around them. Um, and so it's it was cool to see a newer team win. I, I mean, I think I read they only played seventy seven league games before winning the cup, which like seems crazy. Um, and <laughs> I know Josh, I, they, this is probably tough. Um, their, <laughs> their long history of 77, yeah. team, 77 games. Um, but otherwise, I was pretty excited for Brad Guzan. Um, when, so when I first started dating Don and um, started kind of learning about soccer, um, you know, he was with Aston Villa. And I, at the time, just kind of got excited about any American that played in England. So, like, I was super into it. Um, and so I've kind of followed him. And so... Um, you know, I didn't really know how to feel when I heard he was going to Atlanta, but, um, you know, I was just excited to see him. He had a great save and, you know, get to, um, get to win the trophy. So, so I think that about wraps it, wraps it up. Unless any of you guys have thought of something that just you're burning to talk about, um, before we, we sign off. 
I'm getting I'm getting no thumbs up. I think everyone. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. So um, I really appreciate all of you being on the show. Um, I kind of asked you last minute, and you all made time for it. It's really great. We're gonna do our uh, our outro, and then uh, we'll call it a, we'll call right. it a good game, Josh. GG. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf, scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Can't get enough soccer in your life? Head over to bgn.fm and check out all of the amazing podcasts and written materials there. We love to hear from you. What did you agree with? What did we get wrong? How did your bingo sheet go? Oh, do we sell bingo sheets? Uh, mm. I don't think this one would work for bingo. No, probably not. This is a really old outro, kids. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, we're on the Twitter sphere at Mongols and at Woman Goals. And you can email us at mongols at bgn.fm. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We're also on every available thing to download and review. Thanks, everyone. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Good game. Later. Thanks. Bye.